It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Your Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 290 of Locked On Canadians. We are your daily Montreal Canadiens podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you get your team every single day. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matla, and still riding high off of Monday's victory over the Oilers, I am joined by my fantastic co-host, the active stick, Laura Sabat. Laura the Canucks are looming. We've got three games in four days, and everyone has to admit how good the Canadians are now. How how are you doing today? Honestly, there are so many little things that I keep remembering about that Edmonton series that um, are just making me more and more confident that the Canadians are going to have a fun season. You know, you don't want to get too cocky or too confident, but I think at this point, all of those people that were saying that the Canadians were, you know, like were laughing at us for predicting that the Canadians were going to be one of the top four teams making the playoffs. I think at this point, the Canadians have have sort of established that they have the ability to do it. And the upcoming opponent, you know, like they can't they can't uh, discount the importance of playing Vancouver well, even though Vancouver is clearly struggling in the early going of this season. Yeah, this is we've we've seen it in the Canadian division that anything can happen on any given night. The Senators beat the Leafs, the Canadians blew out the Oilers, the Canucks have won a game at some point. The Flames lost to the Jets at one point. Anything can happen in this, and we're gonna preview that series a little bit later on, but we wanna finish talking about some of the higher points that came from uh Monday's win that we didn't get into uh on Monday's episode because there was so much going on. But uh, we wanted to make a note to talk about uh, Jesperi Kotkaniemi and uh, Tyler Toffoli, both of whom were outstanding uh, again. And even they're not showing up on the score sheet, I believe Toffoli had a second assist. They're doing all those little right things that lead to team success. They're generating shots. They're generating pressure. And it kind of feels like one of those... Once the dam kind of gives way a little bit, all the goals are going to start flooding out here. We see Toffoli getting to the right spots, doing the right things. He's got good vision with the puck, and we've seen Kotkaniemi be a lot stronger on it right now. It, it it feels like it's only a matter of time before that line fully clicks and is going forward. They're not playing badly at all. They just don't have the point totals of the Druan line or the Tatar line right now, but they're playing just as well. Well, yeah, that's that's the thing, I think, is that, like, Josh Anderson, for example, really established himself in that first game, right? Like, every, all the other new guys have been able to 
you know, a lot of the question marks were answered. For example, Jake Allen played well against Edmonton or, uh, you know, Nick Suzuki in the first two games was able to just pick up where he left off. Uh, you know, Josh Anderson scored two goals right off the bat, caught Kinyemi and, and Tyler Toffoli in particular. They're being kind of zoned in on a little bit because it seems like they've been a bit quiet. But we have to remember that it's only three games. And I think that a lot of the focus has been uh, on, on that line. But if you look at it, like the Brendan Gallagher, Tatar and, and, and Deno line is being also very heavily defended against. And I think it's just... It's really one of those things where this this lineup is really balanced. They're able to, as we keep saying, roll four lines, um, and 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 that and that Kotkaniemi to Foley line. You can see that it's just it's not going in, but they're able to create chances together, and I really like watching them on the ice. Yeah, Toffoli is doing all these things that I hoped he would. He almost feels like a luxury that this team hasn't had in the past. That. Normally, Defoley would be in the top six permanently, and we didn't have like a spare one of a player of his quality there. And to have that in a line where you can roll out Tatar and Gallagher, uh, Druan and Anderson, and then you have Armia or Byron or Lekkinen and Defoley on the line, it feels like an added bonus. And it's part of that depth we keep talking about being the the strongest piece of this team. And part of that also goes down to the fourth line. Something we didn't get a chance to talk about too much on Monday was uh, Jake Evans was outstanding in the role that he was in. Um, they wrote an article about him in The Athletic that he kind of got beat up a little bit at even strength, but was out there on the penalty kill, killing penalties again, and he was instrumental in that. This dude was drafted 207th overall, and he's out there making a big impact in his role for the Canadians. And... I, it, it's hard to overstate how happy that makes me. He's someone I've been rooting for since I started covering the AHL and he came up into that system. Joel Bouchard has to be grinning ear to ear looking at this because that's his project. He helped turn Jake Evans into this uh, NHL quality player. And look at what he's doing out there. He's killing penalties. He's playing multiple shifts, not here or there. He's eating up defensive zone starts at the end of games against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And he's succeeding in that regard, and it speaks a lot to the renewed development system the Canadians have that you can get someone like Jake Evans and turn them into an NHL player now. Right, and that's, you know, I, th- I think that that's just, we, we've been saying all along that what Laval really needed was somebody like Joel Bouchard. And again, every time I talk about him now, I'm like, I'm worried some other team is about to request permission to talk to him and he's not going to stay in the Canadians' family And I just, like, I get so nervous because it took so long for them to find somebody that, or at least make their decision to change the mediocrity that was going in Lavelle and realize that, like, you know, your AHL team is an opportunity to develop and build. And that's exactly what Joel Bouchard has done. And honestly, you know, you've always spoken so highly of Jake Evans, but I was always just kind of like, oh, you know, that's just Scott with his precious AHL Lavelle players that he really likes. But, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm proven wrong right now. Like, it's not like I'm eating crow. It's not like I thought he was bad or anything like that. And I was just like, I didn't realize that how good, he, how good he was and how good he possibly could be. And now he's achieving that at the NHL level. Yeah, and just one final thing to touch on before we get into the series preview against the Canucks is uh, Jake Allen was outstanding between the net, in between the pipes last night. He was composed. Uh, Jared Book pointed it out in the Eyes on the Prize chat with us that 
Jake Evans is not, or Jake Evans, <laughs> Jake Evans is also not an overly large person, but Allen plays in a way that makes himself seem much bigger, and he covers a lot of ground. And there were moments that we're looking at and going, that was a goal on Niemi, that was a goal on Kincaid, that was a goal on Montoya, that's a goal on Lindgren, and they're not goals on Jake Allen because Jake Allen is a quality, proven 1B goalie in the NHL right now. And with three games in four days, we're going to see Jake Allen again this week. And for once, I'm not just chalking it up going, well, if we get a point, I'll be happy with that. It's I expect Allen to go out there and give us a quality start. Having a calming presence as a backup goalie feels so rare for this team. I can't remember the last time we truly had that. It's been probably since Halak and Price split the net. That's 10 years. That's a long, long time. And I just I love that St. Louis connection in there. Oh my god! She <laughs> <laughs> talk. That's absolutely, absolutely bonkers to me. And uh, now coming up next, we're gonna have our series preview against the Vancouver Canucks, who a lot like the Oilers have star players but haven't quite put it together yet. That's gonna be coming up next. But first, I gotta take a moment talk to you about one of our show sponsors in Built Bar. They are the best tasting protein bar on the market. They look and taste like a candy bar, but have less sugar, less carbs, more protein, everything you could want in a protein bar. They come in 18 amazing flavors, including nut-free options in case you have an allergy, and there is something for everyone. I have a bit of a sweet tooth, so flavors like peanut butter brownie, German chocolate, cookies and cream are right up my alley. But people, if you like fruit, there's cherry, there's apple almond, there's lemon almond, raspberry, there is something for everybody with Built Bar, and you're not going to be disappointed in this. And if you go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON, you're going to get 20% off your next order. So go there, put together your variety box, get as many different flavors as you want to try. None of them are bad. Every single one is outstanding in its own way. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON to save 20% off your next order. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here, and let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cash Back Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. So, last night when the Canadians were playing the Oilers, the Flames and Canucks were playing a game, and at one point I saw Tyler Myers had scored a shorthanded goal and assumed the Flames were getting blown out of the water, and it was super embarrassing. Uh, then I checked Natural Stat Trick this morning, and the Canucks got absolutely hided by the Calgary Flames last night. It was 5-2. The Flames, or the uh, Canucks' top line and returning star in JT Miller, all their big names, 
got absolutely crushed in terms of possession. And I look at the Flames roster, how they can kind of roll three to four good lines and have their defensive pairings out there. I see a lot of what Montreal could do to this uh, Vancouver team. They're still very dangerous. Elias Pettersson, Brock Besser, JT Miller, Quinn Hughes. They have all these good players. But Laura, looking at the way the Canucks season has gone so far, I'm not overly... uh, I'm not overly afraid of what this team brings right now. You know what I'm overly afraid of is the Canadians playing down to their opponent, which they did a lot last year. To be fair, this year they know that every point counts and, and the urgency is there from the very beginning. There's no there's no room to make mistakes. That said, it is a three-game series. It is statistically unlikely that they're going to sweep it. So the Canadians will potentially lose at least one game. The Canucks have a lot to prove after their abysmal start. But the problem is that they're depth isn't that great and and if you if you look at their games against Calgary it seems that they were doing a lot of what we had uh, what the Canadians had problems with last year which is defensive lapses people scrambling people not knowing where to be the penalty kill is bad things that we were used to seeing from our own team last year and the Canucks kind of seem to be struggling from that uh, and and I have to say that I've been seeing highlights and commentary and following Canucks fan despair on the on the internet so there's definitely, you know, you have to take what I say with a bit of a grain of salt because I haven't been uh, watching the games in depth, like, you know, uh, from start to finish, like I have with Canadians games, for example. But it does seem that the biggest, I think the Canadians' biggest task is going to be to stay disciplined because they need to make sure that they do not take the foot off the gas. Like they have the opportunity to dominate here. And they do have the opportunity to score a lot of goals. I would say that, you know, Vancouver's better in goal than than Edmonton was the last two games. Like, you really can't count on bad goaltending. But what you can count is that your team has to play that tight defensive uh, transition game, you know, clog up the the uh, the offensive zone for the opponent and and sort of just... Just play the game that we've we've seen in the the first three games. And I have to say, you know, like, it's one of those things where it might come down to, for example, uh, playoff positioning or whether or not you make the playoffs might come down to, uh, you know, uh, win percentage and stuff. So everything has to really, when I say win percentage, you know what I mean? I mean, like, every little point counts. So even if you go into overtime, like you really need to try and win that game. Like you can't just be like, oh, I'm happy with a point, you know? So I think that the the Canadians, what they really need to do is just like keep their energy against the Canucks. I think if they're able to keep their energy against the Canucks, they'll be able to win at least one of these three games and they will potentially come away with a decent amount of points. Again, we're not doing predictions this year. We don't want to eat things and jinx the Canadians. We're saying that they have the potential, if they play properly, they have the potential to do well in this three-game series. And I look at the Canucks right now. I'm looking at the uh, Scotia North Division standings, and the Canucks are in last place. They've played four games. They're one and three, uh, and they've allowed 16 goals and only scored nine. And I know they didn't have JT Miller for part of that, but the big issue is even with Braden Holtby and with uh, Thatcher Demko, their goaltending isn't where it needs to be right now, and that's something the Canadians should take advantage of. They did it against Edmonton, where Miko Koskinen was not up to the task, and eventually you keep rolling four lines against someone, you're going to break a goalie down as good as they are. I know Holtby can still turn into quality starting. We saw how good Demko can be, but as it stands right now, like I'm not 
I'm not, you know, overly impressed by what this team could be. It seems like they took a lot of, they took a bunch of, uh, a bunch of chances this offseason. They lost Jacob Markstrom. They lost Tyler Toffoli. They lost uh, Chris Tanev. They lost all these players. And I'm scrolling down here looking for the first Vancouver goalie to show up here. And it's uh, Thatcher Demko has an 883 save percentage so far, which is uh, not ideal. And Braden Holtby is a 909. That's not where you want your starting goalies to be, quite frankly. That's a really bad spot to be in for a team that's banking on these guys to help get them through the season to cover for their flaws because Vancouver, like Edmonton, has a lot of star pieces and then a lot of mediocre depth after that. You cannot compete with uh, what Montreal can do if your depth is guys like Antoine Roussel and Brandon Sutter in 2021. They're not... NHL quality player or they are but they're not the kind of players that get you over that hump there like I will take the Canadians fourth line against anything that Vancouver can throw out there on their fourth line right now because it doesn't scare me the defense I mean Quinn Hughes is very good Nate Schmidt's very good beyond that it's Tyler Myers and Jordy Ben and Ole Levy. like these are things that the Canadians can exploit. I do think they'll drop a game at some point this weekend. The power or the penalty kill is not going to stay flawless forever. I know that they are 10 for their last 10, but things can change in an instant. But at the same time, I expect the Canadians are going to take the majority of or have the majority of the run of play in this series. And even if they lose, if they're playing well and doing the right things. I don't want them to come out and have one of those games like they did against the Sabres for so many years where they're very clearly the better team and then just cannot connect two passes together. I don't want to see that from them because they're better than that. And we saw that against Edmonton. That's exactly it. Like you just, you don't want them to play down to their opponent. You don't want Vancouver dictating the pace of this game is, is, is essentially it. And we can't afford to take less penalties. I think. Yeah, I, I think part of it is, like, we know how good Elias Pettersson is. We know how good Brock Besser is. As good as the Oilers were on the power play, one of the best teams in the NHL, I, it feels like we're tempting fate by continuing to take penalties. So if they can tighten up a little bit, this could be the type of game where the Canadians just absolutely run away with it. Because we're going to see both goalies this weekend. That's guaranteed. And I'm also wondering uh, if we're going to see some of those other depth guys come in. The Corey Perrys, the... the Kale Fleury, the uh, Michael Froelich, if they're going to rotate in just to keep some legs fresh in the meantime. And we'll touch on that coming up in a second. But I, 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 f- I can't believe that I'm looking forward to a game in Vancouver right now I, or in Western Canada in general because that's usually a Canadian's weakness. But it's hard to not be excited to see the Canadians go out there and feel like this is going in and feeling confident in this game for the first time in a long time. Uh, and we will talk about maybe the addition to of Corey Perry or Michael Froelich to the lineup, the Canadians' new ECHL affiliate, and Brendan Gallagher continuing to do dumb things in Edmonton. And that is all coming up next. But also from one of our show sponsors, the NFL championship games are here. The Bills and Packers are playing on Sunday night for their respective titles against the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The NHL season and the NBA seasons are in full swing. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust for all your online betting. And that is betonline.ag. 
Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Like I said, it's the championship games. You've got Rodgers versus Brady. You've got Allen versus Mahomes. You've got the NHL playing every single night. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The NHL regular season is underway, and the best way to keep track of all of it is by subscribing to Locked On NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so we mentioned it in the last segment. With three games in four nights, we're going to probably see some lineup rotation for the first time this year outside of rotating goalies. And that likely means the Canadians' debut of one, Corey Perry, which I'm sure everyone is thrilled about. I, I got to say, Laura, like it seems like the perfect time to play him is in this back-to-back situation. And even if he's coming in for like a Lekkonen or a Byron to give them a breather and come back fresh for the weekend game, it, it, it it's not the worst thing in the world. We've had far worse pieces make the NHL as depth options than you know, a Stanley Cup champion in Corey Perry or Stanley Cup champion in Mike Rofro-League, honestly. Well, yeah, I think that's the thing is that there's going to be, like in a, in a three-game series against a team that you know is going to try and play you tough, which which often means a lot more physical play, uh, you really need to kind of rotate that just, just so that some of your players can get some rest and be refreshed and uh, at the same time, like you don't want to do it right away. You don't want to do like, all right, uh, let's throw in for leak or, or Corey Perry, because you might be faced with some sort of, you know, like a tweak groin or some sort of nagging thing that, that comes up in that game. So you really want to play it carefully. But I think that this is the prime opportunity for the Canadians to test the kind of depth that they have. Um, and also, like, I would like to see Victor Mete draw into the lineup. Uh, against the Canucks I really do want to see him play and and not to discount Joel Edmondson owning the Oilers which is the thing that that um I don't know if 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 you noticed this like the Edmonton Oilers tweeted that their like game uh like result and then a bunch of people tweeted this meme at them that Joel Edmondson owns them now <laughs> um but I think you know like that's not going to happen every night, you know. And I think that like you need to really uh, rotate those two guys as well. I I would like to see the Canadians be a little bit more aggressive with rotating rotating them. Yeah, it's kind of funny because like I want to get Victor Mete in the lineup, but at the same time, Alexander Romanov and Brett Kulak have been good. Joel Edmondson is getting better. Like 
it's hard to want to change the lineup when it's working, but at the same time, it's good that we're having this debate that it goes, oh, well, maybe we should do this or maybe do this, that it's like, it's no longer, well, do we want to call up like the fifth string defenseman from Laval to put him in the lineup and see if that works? It's, do we want the young uh, offensive puck mover in the lineup or do we want the young offensive puck mover in the lineup? Do we want the steady vet? Do we want the defensive option? Like, what do you want to do with this lineup now? And it's really nice to actually see that and have that possibility. It, and it, the Canucks series is a perfect one to get some of these guys a game in because the depth isn't quite there in Vancouver, like we said in the preview. So what that means is now we can have the Canadians try out some of these guys and see how they fit in and get them actual game time so they're not getting stiff sitting up in the box or anything else. And probably the best news, too, is that going into this game, Brendan Gallagher will be playing in this despite an extremely dangerous penalty he took uh, Monday night against the Oilers. Uh, On Saturday night, Darnell Nurse elbow boarded him in the back of the head right into the end boards. Gallagher was rightfully furious. And then on Monday night, he lined up Nurse in the numbers, cross-checked him in the back right into the boards. He got a two-minute penalty for it, and that was it for supplemental discipline on that. It's Gallagher has to be better than that. I know that he plays with emotion, but you can go out there and do things. Those are dangerous places for trying to get out of the game, especially with the NHL cracking down on things now. You can't do things like that, and you can't put your team shorthanded. We, I know that the penalty kill was perfect in Edmonton, and we talked about it just before, but they have to make sure that they're not relying on it staying that way. you got to clean up the penalties, especially ones like that where it's your, you're not thinking is what. So yeah, Brandon Gallagher, just clean that up. Be smarter than that. You wear an A on this team for a reason. Lead by example. Don't take penalties like that. It's dangerous. It's stupid. And it doesn't only hurt your team. You could potentially seriously injure someone and nobody wants that in hockey. Uh, The last little bit of news we have before we go for today is the ECHL and the Montreal Canadiens today have announced that the Canadians have come to an agreement with a three-year deal for the new hockey franchise in, and I'm going to pronounce this terribly, Trois-Rivières. And they will be the official ECHL affiliate upon their entry into the league in 2021-22. It's the worst-kept secret in, in minor pro hockey, but there is finally all three tiers of the Canadians organization is right in one place. They are all within the Montreal's metro area, so to speak. And that's a huge deal for development and recalls and everything else right now. Yes. And it's something that, like, I guess it's like, it wasn't a well-kept secret (laughs) that you could consider. It was like, we've been talking about it for months and months now, but it's something that is long overdue for the Canadians. And uh, it's going to be great for also the local market in Trois-Rivières, which is not that far from here, but it's also, you know, it, it's it's a good way to just keep keep fandom going from Trois-Rivières to Laval to, to, to Montreal. Um, I just, I think it's really good news for the community and for the Canadians organization. Yeah, across the board, this is, the Canadians now have a solid AHL franchise, and now they can start building their ECHL team up with so many draft picks and young prospects. Everyone can't play in the AHL, but you can have people playing in the ECHL. And we've seen players in other organizations come up through the ECHL to the AHL and other NHL regulars. 
Uh, in Toronto, Justin Hall played in Orlando, and then he was a Marley, and now he is a top four defenseman on the Leaf. This is what some of these, you know, project defensemen that the Canadians have in their system, they can turn around and turn them into something now. Uh, obviously, the season doesn't start until next fall right now because they're getting the organization set. But if you're a prospect coming in now, you know you're going to be in the Montreal area in some way, shape, or form. You're going to have access to, I guarantee, all the facilities that you would have. Otherwise, even if you're playing in the ECHL, you're still going to be able to have access to or be close by to AHL, NHL coaches, the front office, the training staff. You're going to have the best possible development you could within the Canadians organization for the first time, I think, God, it's I, I'm trying to think the last time the Canadians had a solid, you know, solo ECHL affiliate. And again, it's been at least close to a decade, if not more. At this point, it's only good news. They'll come in and as news comes out, signings, jerseys and everything, we will keep you up to date on this show. Uh, that will wrap it up for this. Uh, we will be back Wednesday night or Thursday morning by the time the game against the Canucks is over. We will have your recap and everything on that. We will have plenty more to talk about. There are two more games against the Canucks. After that, we have the Friday mailbag. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, we are at LO underscore Canadians. Laura is at The Active Stick. I am at Scott Matla. You can follow the show wherever you get your daily podcasts on Google, Apple, Spotify, or wherever else. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.